0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in private Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers' upcoming Week 13 matchup with the Buffalo Bills from Betting Perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at Bet Online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on And hopefully, uh, you can make some money here at BetOnline. Based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props, BetOnline is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino. So, action never stops. So, once again, head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barry Podcast. And before the break, we talked about what we were going to be doing for the show, talking about the Bills and 49ers' upcoming Monday night matchup here for Week 13. Before we end up breaking down the game, we're going to quickly recap what happened last week. We ended up going 2-0 with our plays on the game. We like the 49ers plus the points, and we also like the under in their matchup against the Rams. And that game went about exactly the way that I thought it would, as both of those ended up cashing. The 49ers had a huge rest advantage having the bye week right before Rams played a Monday night. Really poor spot for the Rams, and they definitely looked like it as they came out extremely flat offensively, only scored 20 points with one of those touchdowns coming via defensive touchdown. So the offense really did nothing for Los Angeles the entire game. And the 49ers were able to do enough to uh, hold on for a three-point victory on a game-winning field goal by Robbie Gould late in the fourth quarter. So a very nice win by the 49ers. They kept their season alive. Now they are at 5-6. and six. They are still two games behind the Rams. For second place in the division, they're only one game behind Arizona, as Arizona's kind of started to hit a tailspin, and they are currently at 6-5. They're not going to catch Seattle. Seattle's 8-3 and three with the easiest schedule left in all of football. So second place is definitely still a possibility for the 49ers, but they will need to basically run the table moving forward in the last five weeks. And facing off against the Bills is definitely a tough task, but we'll see if the 49ers are up for the challenge. Now, breaking down both teams, I'm going to start off with the Bills the Bills are currently 8-3. They are in sole possession of first place in the AFC East, as they are one game ahead of the Miami Dolphins. Last week, they ended up beating the Chargers. They ended up winning 27-17. to uh, Overall, looked pretty solid. They pretty much cruised. They ended up going up by 11 at the half. Really was never in danger of losing that game. But looking at the offense, it definitely struggled against a pretty underwhelming Chargers defense, as Josh Allen was awful. He ended up going 18 for 24 for 157 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, QBR of 32.9. Cole Beasley, on a trick play, ended up throwing a touchdown pass to Josh Allen. So, as a team, Buffalo only had 160 passing yards with the sacks. With two passing touchdowns, one pick got sacked three times. The rushing was pretty, I'd say, Pretty good for Buffalo. They ended up having 172 rushing yards, 5.7 yards per carry. Devin Singletary had 11 carries for 82 yards. Zach Mollis had 9 carries, 59 yards. Josh Allen had 32 rushing yards and a touchdown. And they overall were pretty solid on the ground. Leading the receiving core was, was Gabriel Davis, surprisingly, as Stephon Diggs had a pretty quiet game. Gabriel Davis with John Brown now on the IR was pretty solid. Stepped up as he had 79 yards with one touchdown. Stephon Diggs had just 39 yards, but he did have seven receptions. So they found him frequently, just not for many big impact plays. Cole Beasley did nothing, had two receptions for 25 yards, and Devin Singletary led the way out of the backfield with three catches for 20 yards. So the passing game was a disaster. The rushing attack was very good. The defense, though, for Buffalo was fantastic, as they limited Justin Herbert to just 17 points along with one touchdown and a QBR of 46.3. Herbert did have 316 passing yards, but... There were, there, that was on 52 pass attempts, and game flow definitely led to a lot of throwing for the Chargers in that second half. On the ground, Chargers did nothing, had 3.2 yards per carry, 76 yards rushing. Eckhart came back, had 14 carries, or 44 yards. And from the, the, from the for the defense, for the Bills, they did a great job on the receivers. At keen now and only at 40 yards. He had a touchdown. Hunter Henry had a pretty good game from the tight end position, seven catches for 67 yards. Austin Eckler had 11 catches for 85 yards. He was great. And Mike Williams had three catches for 26. So Buffalo's defense was the story. They controlled, they completely just dominated the pace of play, dominated the actual tone of play as they were extremely physical and they just overwhelmed the Chargers from a physicality perspective. But Buffalo's offense uh, is Buffalo's offense going to need to play better if they're going to win games against desperate teams like the 49ers and we'll see if they are able to do so now switching gears talking about the 49ers I already talked about what happened last week they ended up beating the Rams they look great in the process defensively they did offensively they did not I've mentioned numerous times in this program that I think that Nick Mullins is not an NFL quarterback and I think that if they are going to miss the playoffs or so they're not going to be able to do well it's because of Mullins's inability to limit mistakes and to keep teams w- to keep teams at distance if the 49ers ever open up a lead. And that was pretty much the case last week. The 49ers should have coasted to an easy win. You had a fumble touchdown. Uh, You had Mullins, who ended up going 24 of 35 for 252 in interception. No touchdown passes. He did not look good. QBR of 45.7. But the offense did, I guess, just enough to not completely self-sabotage. And the 49ers' defense was great. I'll I'll talk about the offense first, though. So Mullins already went through on the ground. Mostert came back. And Jeff Wilson came back. Both of them did nothing. Uh, Mostert had 43 yards and one rushing touchdown. Meanwhile, Jeff Wilson had 40 rushing yards. Uh team combined for t- 112 rushing yards, 3.4 yards per carry, so not great. But from the receiving core, the main uh, weapon there was Debo Samuel, who ended up coming back off of uh, the injured list. And he ended up having 11 receptions for 133 yards. He was great. Bourne had three catches for 34, really nobody else did anything, but Debo Samuel ended up having 133 yards and 11 receptions, so he was the main cog of that passing attack, now looking at the defense, which I'll go into, actually plus to mention some turnovers, the 49ers had some turnover issues, Mostert fumbled and lost the fumble, Uh, Wilson fumbled and lost the fumble, which means that both starting running backs ended up losing a fumble, which is a bit concerning for ball security moving forward, Mostert will still be the lead running back, so keep that in mind but ball security will definitely need to be a point of emphasis moving forward. But looking at the Rams offense, Goff was awful. There's really no other way around it. After a phenomenal 39 completion performance against the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, Goff completely came crashing down to earth. He went 19 of 31 for 198 passing yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, QBR of 10, also got sacked twice, couldn't do anything. The Rams actually ran the ball pretty well. Cam Akers had 9 carries for 84 yards, 1 touchdown. However, there was a huge outlier as 1 carry ended up going for 61 yards, which means that Akers had 8 carries for 23 rushing yards before that 1 carry that exploded. Uh, Henderson did nothing, 10 carries, 19 yards. Malcolm Brown, 3 carries, 4 yards. So the Rams really couldn't do anything offensively the entire game. The receiving core, Robert Woods was pretty good, seven catches for 80 yards, Cooper Cup did nothing, two catches for 41 yards, Josh Reynolds had five catches for 40, and nobody else ended up having more than 16 receiving yards, so the the passing attack was broken for the Rams, the rushing attack for the most part wasn't great, and the 49ers just dominated every aspect of the game, and that is why they were able to win a must-win game, plus the Rams ended up fumbling the ball twice, Malcolm Brown lost the fumble, Jared Goff lost the fumble, so Goff... Just to recap his stats, had two interceptions, a lost fumble, and less than 200 yards passing. Yikes, really not great. Now, for the Rams' defense, Aaron Donald had a sack. Morgan Fox had a sack, they were able to get after the 49ers uh, quarterback, which is a bit concerning because Buffalo's pass rush, I'd say, is middle of the pack, but it does have some potential, so they will have to do a better job protecting Mullins moving forward. But to break down my thoughts on this overall game as well as the spread, I'll start off with the spread here because that is really what this show is about from a from a gambling perspective, once again. But looking at the NFL uh, Monday night spread right now, you have, uh, let me just find it, sorry, you have the Bills currently as a one-point favorite uh, on the road here. Now, it is worth mentioning it's a road game, but not really, because this game will be taking place in Arizona. The 49ers, after some COVID concerns with the whole state of California, had to move and they will be playing the rest of their home games in Arizona. So keep that in mind. There is no home field at all, even with no fans. and are not even playing in San Francisco. But looking at the spread in the total, your Buffalo is currently at minus 1, and the over-under is currently at 48. So that is where you can look at the lines right now. Buffalo opened up at minus 3, currently bet down to minus 1. So you have seen a decent amount of movement on the 49ers, and we'll see how that goes moving forward. It wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers close are roughly a pick You might get a little bit of buyback on Buffalo. But it seems like people are really not sold on Josh Allen's consistency, and I can't blame him because Josh Allen's one of those quarterbacks who was mentioned in the MVP conversation for about four weeks, and then he fell apart against the Chiefs and the Patriots, and then he kind of bounced back against Seattle. But he's all over the place. There's no consistency at all to his game, and that is definitely a huge red flag if you are looking at a, a quarterback that you want to be putting money on, especially against a desperate team like the 49ers. But looking at my predictions for this matchup, I'm actually going to be going with the 49ers, and I will be going with the under. I'll take the 49ers plus one, and I'll also take the under 48. A couple reasons why. First of all, I know Buffalo has been very good this season. I know they're in first place. supposed to be a playoff team in the AFC. I get all that. But if you look at their numbers and their discrepancies between home and road splits, they have been a lot better at home than they have on the road. As Buffalo is three and two on the road, but they are five and one at home, so there is a pretty big difference there. 49ers have been awful at home, but they're not even playing at home anymore, so I don't really know what to call. But the 49ers ha- have the defense to shut down Josh Allen. I think they could get after him. I think they'll force Josh Allen to throwing a couple of turn uh, to throwing and to make a couple of really bad decisions, which he's known for. Buffalo's defense was very good last week against the Chargers. Other than that, though, really not great overall, giving up 25.6 points per game and giving up 387.8 total yards of offense per game. So I think that as long as Mullins does not turn the ball over, I do think that the 49ers should run the ball pretty well. I think they'll be able to control time of possession, and I do think that they will be able to open up some play action passes deep. Where Buffalo's team has a lot of weapons, don't get me wrong, but I'm really concerned with Josh Allen because I think that even though he is good his own, the biggest worst enemy that he has is himself because his decision making is disastrous at times. And I don't want to compare it or equate it to a Jameis Winston decision making type of situation, but there are about three plays a game, if so, by Josh Allen where it actually looks like Jameis Winston, where he is just running around like an idiot and he just chucks it into triple coverage because he wants to make a play and it gets picked off. So you'll see one of those every now and then. I know that McDermott's a very good coach. I still think Kyle Shannon is one of the top. top three coaches in the entire league so i give the 49ers the coaching advantage i give them the special teams advantage because bass has been a little bit inconsistent from a kicking perspective for buffalo defensively i think the 49ers are better buffalo of course has a better offense but i do think the 49ers by winning those other two phases will do enough to win a very close game probably around i'm gonna say 24 23 and this game's gonna be an absolute nail biter but I will take the 49ers plus the 1, and I'll take the under. I think that the spread in total are going to be pretty spot-on for this game, but I do think that this game will end somewhere in the realm of 24-23. And the main reason why I like the under is because of Mullins. Mullins, just at the end of the day, I don't think can generate enough points. I think that the 49ers will be trying to sustain long drives by running the ball, running play action, setting up third and shorts, converting, and then moving the chains. Mullins just isn't good, and I think that Bethard should be the starting quarterback, because I think that he actually has some upside in comparison to Mullen, so I think is just a disaster. But I think he'll do enough in this game to not lose it, and I think the 49ers will win this game by one point. So for that reason, once again, I like the under in this matchup, and I also like the 49ers to cover the plus one here for the Monday Night Football game. But looking at some of the other games that are worth mentioning for the 49ers in the future, since they are five and six, I said they pretty much have to run the table We're going to look at their schedule moving forward. After the matchup against the Bills, they play Washington at home. Then they play at the Cowboys, at Arizona, and at home against Seattle to finish the season. So you're looking at the Bills, who are a very tough opponent. There's a reason why the spread is currently at Bills minus one. They play Washington the week after. They'll be favored in that one. They play the Cowboys. They'll be favored in that one. They play on the road against Arizona. Really depends on how Arizona plays moving forward because Arizona's kind of hit, hit, they're just in free fall a little bit right now, and there is a chance that the 49ers could be ahead of Arizona before that Week 16 matchup, so keep that in mind. And then you have Week 17 against Seattle, which, it's not really a surprise, Seattle's going to be a huge favorite, and they probably should be, but that is something that could keep in mind where the 49ers might be in a must-win situation and face off against Seattle. Plus, if Seattle ends up passing the Saints for the one seed in the NFC, there's a chance that Seattle could arrest people, or if the fact that Seattle maybe can't get the one, but they're locked into the two, there could be a chance that Seattle might not really have to care that much about the Week 17 game, which could help the 49ers' chances. I don't know, but that is definitely food for thought, and I think that it is definitely worth mentioning that that win over the Rams, of course, was huge, because they end up sweeping the season series against the Rams, which means that if they're tied... They own the tiebreaker over the Rams, which definitely is good to have in your back pocket. But other than that, though, once again, that's been this installment of the Ben and Barry podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I like the 49ers plus the one, and I also like the under 48 in the matchup. Other than that, good luck to all of you and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.